This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is... No YouTube. <laughs> we got to strike again, Tom. Strike. Here's here's what happened, and this is this so, is amazing. This is so funny. So Monday morning, I wake up, and I almost always wake up to a couple of notifications that our show posted, and that it got sent to a different couple feeds, et cetera, et cetera. And always in the evening that that evening of Sunday to early morning when Ian posts the show to the feed. Mm-hmm. He's also getting ready for our YouTube, which is later in the day. So we, we, our show audio launches in the morning. Yeah. And then our YouTube video of this show that we're recording yeah. mm-hmm. posts at night. So nine o'clock at night on Monday on YouTube and on Twitch. Well, you have to upload it ahead of time. Sure. And it wasn't actually released yet. And we got a strike, a content strike on our page. Before it was before uploaded? It was before, before, I, I'm pretty sure it's before it's released because, huh. because the content strike <clears throat> came in and, and it was for medical misinformation. And so the first thing I thought, I was like, fuck, what did we talk about? And I, I'm trying to tax my brain thinking, did we even talk about medicine? I don't think we did. So I go to look. And now, before they used to just be like, content strike, go fuck right, yourself. Go eat yourself, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, now they send you a timestamp. I saw that in the and email. So I was like, oh, well, timestamp. And it was late in the show. And I was like, what the hell? So I listened to it. And Tom, at the end of the Skeptics <laughs> Creed, you say the word, you say the word vaccine. And then you say, after you say vaccine, you say the word nuts. And what they thought was you were decrying vaccines uh-huh. when in fact yeah. the poem itself yep. starts out with credulity is not, not a, a virtue. virtue. Yeah. And then it ends, the poem ends after listing a uh, group of uh-huh. credulous things with nonsense, yep. right? So it it starts very strong uh-huh. with a line that talks about <laughs> credulity, lists credulous things, and then ends near the end with a line, nonsense. Yep. Their bot couldn't figure it out. No. So I appealed it. And they rejected it within seconds. <laughs> within seconds, they rejected it. I kind of it. admire how bad that system I is. I was like, oh, and I couldn't even write anything in. Like this, we have an appeals you used to process. be able to do like a process where you could be like, oh, I'll just type in and explain it. And then they would just ignore it. But right. I at least had an opportunity to be like, no, you're not listening. So I was like, fine, I'll go to Twitter again. And, and for some reason, Twitter still works like this. I posted it and I posted it a couple places. And after about four days worth of retweets, Mm -hmm. finally YouTube came in and said, what's the problem? 
And I said, you took this video down. Every single video we have has the exact same language <laughs> in it. Like every video. How many videos do we have? We have over we have over 800 videos. Yeah. And the best one is the one that I linked back to them, which is only the Skeptics Creed, right? <laughs> so years ago, we yes. uploaded only, only the, the Skeptics, Skeptics Creed. Creed. And I linked it back and I said, this one's up and it doesn't have a strike. And I bet they're like, well, now we'll give them 800 strikes. <laughs> That's what I I'm thought gonna too. I'm going to find 800 strikes. I was like, oh, I was like am, am I fucking up? Yeah. <laughs> am That's I fucking some... up? Is there going to be a guy who's like licking a pad yeah. and being like, let me turn the page on your number of demerits? Dude, this is like, it's like walking up to the cop and be like, if you like that bank I robbed, you'll love these other banks I robbed. I know I'm parked in front of an hydrant here, <laughs> but I got to put my bag of money in the back of the car <laughs> that I just stole. But I, I was like, he, I said that and I said, look, it's a poem about how being credulous is bad. bad. <laughs> Like the vaccine nuts that are being referred to are the people that don't take vaccines. It's so funny because the way the poem's written, it's so obvious. It could, and, like, it's, and it's not, It's it might not be obvious from the writing as much, right? Maybe it's maybe not, maybe not. it's not. But when you hear Tom and the disdain he has for vaccine the things nuts. he's talking about, <laughs> yeah. it's so fucking obvious right. if you're a human being. Yeah. It's so obvious. But in any case, until... Here's what's going to happen. They're looking into it. So there's a possibility. <laughs> well, there's my faith in the world. Tom, I am not going <laughs> to I am not going to say whether or not that's going to turn into anything. They're looking into it. Yeah. Supposedly the strike goes away in May sometime, so we will not upload anything at all. Yeah. To YouTube until the strike goes away. So if you're hearing this, and we're not on YouTube. That is why. You can because catch us on Twitch. And we get struck again. Yeah, we, you're out. They'll then. kill your channel. Yeah, they'll kill the channel. And right. we don't want that to happen. Because so, all that back catalog, yeah, everything's gone. It's, it's all just, gone. Yeah. And so we're just gonna we're just gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna take the foot off the gas on YouTube until they until the strike goes away, and then we'll continue uploading there again. Uh, but they're they're Amazing algorithm that we were praising a couple I weeks know. ago. By the way, I know. Uh, decided because at least to, they do some content moderation. Well, it's just that they do it like the president of fucking El yeah. Salvador. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's in jail. I'll fix this problem. And you, you go to jail, jail. And you go to jail. And you go to jail. Look under your seat. It's jail. <laughs> oh, so now I'm a bad parent just because I hate my kids. This story comes from the New York Times. Mother of Michigan gunman found guilty of manslaughter. So the story is a little more complicated than that, but this is a school shooter. Yeah. So there was Two a- Two years ago. Yeah, a couple years ago, um, 15-year-old, uh, he he shot, I think, shot and killed, I think, four people in his high school. Um, prior to doing that, though, he had spoken and texted with his mom about the demons- Mm-hmm about like how he thought like clothes were moving themselves around his room. She responded by not sending him to therapy, but then they bought him a fucking gun. And I, I wanted to talk about this story. There's a little more. Can I add yeah. just one, oh, yeah. more, uh -huh. one more detail? Yeah. He was searching at school oh, yes. for yeah. uh, ammunition and different types of ammunition. It was caught in the school filters. Right. And they approached his mother mm -hmm. and told his mother and that he got in trouble for it. And the text between them afterwards was she told him you have to be more careful. Yeah, right. 
Yeah, not like, hey, this is inappropriate. What the fuck is going on? Like, oh, you let need me help. take your gun. Right. Yep. You know, like, you shouldn't have access to that if you're searching for ammunition at school. You know, and then, like, also, the day of the shooting, the day of the shooting, he had written on a math test or a math quiz or a piece of paper, worksheet, something. He had written something like, like, something to the effect of, like, the voices won't stop. I'm in terrible pain. Why won't somebody help me? And there was a picture of, like, a gun and blood and a dead body. And they called his parents down and they were like, well, you know, they were worried about him hurting himself rather than hurting other people. And his parents went back to fucking work that day. And then after the shooting, they immediately texted him and were like, hey, don't do it. And then they fucking skipped town because they, they knew they, they were going to get caught. You're right. They ran away. They skipped yeah. town. So they got arrested yeah. and they got charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah. And I thought about this because like, I am not a throw people in jail guy. I know you're not either. Yeah. I'm more than you are, but I'm not a just throw everybody in jail guy. I don't think that's a solution to most problems. But what the fuck are you doing buying a 15 year old kid, a goddamn handgun? You know, well, America has gotten so fucking out of hand, man, with this gun culture bullshit that we are giving. I'm thinking of my kids when they were 14, my kid, like, I wouldn't give I wouldn't give him a fucking chef's knife that was just there. Were you shooting guns at a young age? So I did not shoot a gun until I was 17 or 18. 17 or 18. Okay. Yeah. 17 or 18. Shotguns. Well, no, I did shoot other guns. Always supervised with family, all close by in a very controlled. And you didn't own one yourself. I didn't own a gun. Yeah. The first gun I owned, I bought from you. Yeah. A Years. Hey, gosh, we were we were in, in our, our late twenties. Late twenties. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I also know that there are people who buy guns for children, buy guns for their you know, whatever, however they want to, you know, and, and we live in a culture where like there is a deep, it's like a deep cultural tradition for that to happen in certain parts of the yeah. country. And so I don't, I, I, and I recognize like, we're not getting rid of the guns. No, we can't, it's hard to even legislate or enforce those types of rules. If even if you had them, that a right. kid couldn't have a gun or shoot a gun or whatever, right. especially in these sort of rural enclaves where sure. lots of people have guns at like five or whatever. Right. So those rules aren't going to come up, but the thing that we're trying to protect against is just random killing, yeah. right? Random murder Mur yeah. by somebody who's going clearly going through some severe issues. And one way to do that is to make it so other parents see that and see, holy shit, that person bought their kid a gun. Yeah. They could go to jail. And so I think like that there, there is a, there's a benefit to it in some ways because this person is in, in many ways responsible. They had many opportunities to get off. There was an off ramp yeah. multiple times there in so this. so many in this. And they could have, they could have done something and they didn't. Yeah. And very intentionally. Yeah. They, yeah, they just yeah. didn't. Yeah. Very intentionally. They did not. And they knew they had fucked up because they ran. Yeah. You know, they knew they had fucked up because as soon as they heard a shooting, they didn't know who did it, but they immediately texted their kid saying like, fuck, don't do this. So like, if I heard there was a school shooting, I wouldn't be like messaging Finn like, Hey, are you shooting the school? I'd be terrified for his safety because I would know it was not my son, sure. or at least I would be, I can't imagine it sure. would be, right? Yeah. But like, I also want to point out that there's an enormous difference between the tradition of giving a kid a hunting rifle or shotgun versus a fucking handgun. You're right, you're right. A handgun is a different thing. 
And like, I don't think you should just throw the word gun in a bucket and treat every item like they're the same item. I, I know agree. you don't either. I agree. I think you're right. Yeah. Handguns are specifically more dangerous than just about everything else because of their concealability. Because you can grab it and throw it in your backpack. Because you can tuck it under your waistband. Because you can carry it with you wherever the fuck you want to carry. They are fantastically simple devices. And a handgun, you can hold 15 rounds in a clip comfortably. You know, a hunting rifle or a shotgun? No, they don't work the same way. Yeah. They're big, they're unwieldy, they're not concealable. They often, I mean, I'm talking about hunting rifles, right? Not AR-15s. Like you're going to stuff it down your pants, right? Like, yeah. is that a is that a rifle down your... <laughs> <laughs> or you just happy I'm, to see me. I'm reminded of us shooting recently and we went out to shoot trap. You yeah. and I went out to go shoot trap yeah. mm -hmm. and we went with a friend of ours and uh, I have a gun uh, that has a very particular way you have to load the ammunition. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. if you don't load the ammunition in my shotgun with the tip of your finger, the catch underneath will certainly gouge the back knuckle of your Dude, finger like a lot, really badly, yeah. <laughs> right? But you've got to know how right. to how to use this gun. Yeah. And my first thought when you were saying that was, could you imagine you're the you're the you're you're trying to load this thing quickly? You're like, fucking bit my finger. Oh, 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 oh. I pinched myself. Like, I pinched myself. You're, yeah. Like it was. You guys had such a hard time doing it because yeah, it takes I'm not a used very to it. Yeah. It takes a very specific motion yeah. to do it, and you have to do it the perfect way. Because yes. if yep. you don't do it perfectly, you shoot a round back into it. The round shoots on the ground; it bites into your hand. There's all these things that can happen, and that's just one shotgun, right? right. Think about if somebody had a bolt action rifle, right. or you know, uh, something that just had two or three bullets in it that you could then, right. you know, cycle through. That's so different from you know, a handgun with 14, 15 bullets in it yeah. that, that can, you can easily just rifle. And it's it's pull point, yeah. not so, a lot of <clears throat> recoil, back on target quickly. Handguns are super dangerous. Handguns are crazy, crazy dangerous. What the fuck is anybody doing? It's not a hunting thing. Yeah. What are you doing giving that to a goddamn kid? Yeah. I think we need to make, we need to make people feel really uncomfortable about their own culpability in engaging with gun culture. Right. So that if you want to engage with gun culture, you should be like, look, I'm going to make decisions that are only for me because I don't want to make a decision and then hand off my like next 20 years of freedom to your next actions. Yeah. yeah. Because I think if they if that law were in place or that precedent had been set, I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, I'm not going to buy my kid a gun. Like, I'm just I'm not going to do it. Like he can buy his own gun if he wants to. when He turns 21. I think handguns in most states are 21. Yeah. And again, like, what the fuck? It's a, it's 15. If you somebody, can't drive a car, man. I was just going to bring up a car analogy. And I'm just curious, like, what happens if your kid drives their car into somebody and, and ruins their house? Like, your insurance is on the hook for that. Like, that's- well, you. Assuming that yeah. I insure my kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. And if you didn't, then, I would imagine you would be on the hook for that because he's a kid. Yeah, well, like, I remember- so I didn't start driving until I was 18. When I started driving, I had to get my own insurance. My dad didn't put me on his insurance. Mm. So I don't, I've never been on my parents' insurance. I don't know now that I'm thinking about it if Well, after, kids, after 18, we're talking about a high school kid. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if now that I'm thinking about it if high school kids can even get their own insurance yeah. or if they have to go on their parents' insurance. I don't know that. Yeah. But yeah, like it goes, it like hits your insurance as the as the grown up. That's your insurance, and your premiums yeah. go up, and you're on and the if hook he did, for if he didn't have insurance, or he took that car yeah. and he was out joyriding, let's say he took a car, 
that would come back on you. Like it I, would, I it, think it probably it would. would. Come, it would yeah. like for, for any damages, I, I would guarantee that would yeah. come back on you. Well, I mean, think about You're like their guardian, think you're about responsible for them. A bartender can be prosecuted for over-serving somebody and letting them drive. Yeah. Because we know that we have a larger responsibility for the safety of other people. Sure. And yet we've been so reluctant to extend that concept into gun culture because we're so afraid yeah. of upsetting the goddamn yeah. gun nuts. Because they, they claim every single thing is a step too far. Yeah. Everything is a boiling frog. Yeah. Every single piece of it. And, and really... They just don't want any restrictions. Want, That's yeah. what they want is a, no restrictions. A gun in every pot. Yeah, gun in every pot. Gun in every pot. And this next baby. story, Cecil, from Fox News, Maryland bill would force gun owners to get $300,000 liability insurance to wear or carry a weapon. I couldn't love this. The only way I could like this more is if the insurance policy were higher. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And and they're, they're, the one thing I'm, I'm leery about mm -hmm. is the same thing I think people that are far left when they get guns are leery about is that you are turning this into a privilege thing now. Right. And the people who don't like, let's say, you know, there are people out there who want to protect themselves or whatever. Sure. And if they, I don't agree with it. Like, right. I, I don't think a gun makes you safer. Right. right? And I know yeah. you don't think a gun makes Does you not safer. Make you safe. Right. Yeah. Like both of us mm -hmm. don't agree that a gun makes you safer. Right. But both of us are white dudes. Yeah. And so, I've never felt in danger very often in my life. And I don't know what it's like to be, you know, a different gender right. or a different color. I don't know what that's like. Yeah. So I can't speak for that experience. So I'm not going to say like a gun doesn't make someone else safer. Right. I know the gun doesn't make me safer, but if I'm somebody who thinks a gun may make me safer, now you're, you're making it. So this is a privileged thing that only people who can really afford to own a gun and so then there's only a, a class of people who can only own a gun. That's, Do you know what I mean? And that's a legitimate, that yeah. is a legitimate criticism is that this creates a economic class distinction yeah. between who can have a weapon and who can't have There's it. already one in Illinois with concealed carry because that was inordinately expensive to get our concealed carry yes, license. absolutely. So you can't get a concealed carry in Illinois and not expect to spend, you know, probably a grand, a grand. or more. You're in it for a grand. Yeah. The, the, the thing is, though, that this Maryland law, what I like about it is that it's only if you want to wear it and carry it. Yeah. It is not if you want to own it. In your you want home. to own it. Yeah. So, like, you can have a gun in your house. Yeah. You can have a gun unloaded and drive it places. Sure. And all of that, you don't have to have the liability insurance because there's a recognition that, like, that shit is much, much less likely to cause problems, yeah. right? That's not where the danger lies. And this is a, this bill does have problems. It creates that class and economic distinction. And I think that's all true. And I support it with its flaws. Yeah. I support sure. it with those You flaws. can't make it perfect, right. right? Yeah. I also want to address like the thing you said, because there's a story I just read maybe a month or two ago, which like has taken up space in my head and now I get to tell it. So it's a story about a woman, because I do also like you, I believe the truth, which is that statistically guns don't make us safer. They sure. make us less safe. They make us less safe. I and, think like, so too. They, and they, they make us less safe in a variety of real and objective, measurable ways. But then I read this story and I thought it really says something else about who gets made safe and who gets made less safe. So there's a woman who was being harassed by a former romantic partner. And she had done all the things you're supposed to do. She had called the police. She had filed restraining orders. He had shown up and got arrested. He had like, but he kept going. He kept harassing her. He kept harassing her. And the system really wasn't doing enough to keep her safe. And this person kept like, 
show like sending letters sure. and like being just out of like view and just mm -hmm. doing a lot of creepy stalker right. shit. And it made this woman feel extremely, extremely unsafe. And she bought herself a gun. And one day she was in her house and this dude showed up and he starts kicking the door down, trying to get in her house. And she called the police. And before the police could get there, the door busted open because he kicked the door down and she shot and killed him. And he had a gun. Wow. And if he hadn't, if, if that, and I know that this is like, I'm not saying like one anecdote proves or outproves the statistics, but what it says to me is that guns make us safer because we've become an unsafe culture for certain minorities of people. Women are not safe in the same way that you and I are safe. Sure. To your previous point. Yeah. Do guns make, like, if we look at like, do guns make us safer? And we ask that question very, very broadly in this population level. I sometimes think that that maybe misses the point. And maybe the study needs to be, do guns make women safer? And maybe there's another question. Do guns make women of color safer? Do guns make women who have filed protection orders yeah. safer? Do guns make trans women safer? Right. And I don't know that those any of those answers will come up yes. Yeah. Maybe they will all come up no. I'm just not 100% convinced that they'll all come up no. And like for that one person, it certainly made her safer. Like it saved that person's life. Sure. And I think to myself like, because we live in a culture awash with guns and we are not going to change that. Yeah, yeah. And we are going to, like, we also live in a culture that doesn't seek to, like, protect women, you know, against violence, specifically intimate partner violence. Sure. We're bad at that. Like, I think there is a class of people for whom having a gun makes them safer. Like, I instinctively and intuitively believe that. I am not saying that that's objectively true, but that feels true to me. And I just like want to recognize that story. I read it and it just took up space sure, in my head. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I, like I oppose owning guns yeah. for self-defense. And then I read that story and I'm like, I 100% support her specifically getting a gun for self-defense. Yeah. It's something that I've been thinking about for, for years where, you know, when I, I know that I've had experiences with guns that I felt less safe. Right. Yeah. I had a concealed carry for a little while. I had a gun in my car for a little while. I had an incident where someone was coming out of their car and I felt less safe with that gun in my car. Yes. Right. I right. felt less safe because the gun was in my car at the time. Um, so I recognize that I wouldn't want to have a gun around me at all for any kind of protective purposes. But I also recognize that like I'm not, I am, I am what the world is made for. Yes, right. right. I, mm -hmm. I can I don't ever think about walking through a dark place. Right. That doesn't cross my mind when I if I have to go to my car. And like a dark parking lot or a parking garage, I'll just go to my car. Go. Yeah, you get to I don't go. even think about it. Same. I just yeah, go right, to my right, car. Right. And so, but I don't live in a different skin. Mm -hmm. I live in this skin. Right. And this skin doesn't feel danger like others, other bodies may. And so I can't, all I can do is talk for myself. And I don't think it makes me safer, but yeah. I also recognize like, I don't have to be anybody else. Yeah. So right. it's, you know, it's just, that's just how it works. But yeah, this is an interesting bill. I, I'm I'm curious to see if this gets teeth somewhere else, right? Yeah, if we've talked about somewhere else for this before. Yeah, I think we've you know that's the thing is you know cars have registration, cars have cars come with locks, cars come with safety features, cars come with you know you having to insure it. There's so many ways that you could compare it to cars yeah. and just be like, if it was just as regulated as cars are, you need to have a license to do it. Yeah. You got to get you got to go back and and make sure that you take your eye test and your tests and things like that. If it had all those things, 
I would feel so much safer about guns yeah, if same. it had all those things. It just doesn't have any of that. Yeah. And nobody wants any of that. And there's so many states that you could literally just walk up and be like, I would like to conceal this gun. Yeah. Let me put it in my waistband and it is now concealed and it is fully legal. Yeah, and there's places where you don't even have to conceal the fucking yeah. thing. Sure. Like there's, it's it, like we live in like so many different Americas. That's something with, yeah. especially with respect to guns. There are so many different Americas. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Peach. I can eat a peach for hours. Perfect. This is, this says so much. This story is from The Hill. In Stunner, House GOP fails to, fails bid to impeach Mayorkas. So this is the Homeland Security Director. Yeah. Um, and the GOP had promised that they were going to impeach him. And their their idea on the impeachment was that he had failed in his duty as Homeland Security Director to secure the southern border. And so he was derelict in his duty to protect the United States. And that was the premise, the nonsensical premise, which attached no high crimes and misdemeanors whatsoever to it. Sure. That they were going to use. Yeah. And like what's particularly, this is this to me, Cecil, is just another example of the GOP's abject failure to govern. Yeah. They can't even do what they want to do. Yeah. They can't do what they want to do. And my favorite part is that a Democrat who's getting, who just got surgery came with scrubs on yes. to vote. He had socks and scrubs <laughs> on and he came because they specifically planned yeah. to vote while he wasn't there so that they could then pass this thing. And he was like, how about no? Yeah. I'm driving and I'll figure it out and I'll make it there. And so he did. And and genuinely, I think I think the problem is, is that, like you said, there's no high crimes attached to this. No. That what they're trying to do is performative. Yeah. And they're wasting your money. Like yes. they're wasting my money. They're wasting everybody who's listening's money. I mean, unless you're out of the country, they're not wasting your money. They're wasting your time. But yeah. but they're wasting that money. This is time that we're paying them. You know, we pay these people on the low end $3,500 a week. So $3,500 a week, each person gets that. Yep. And, and, and what are you doing? What yep. did you do for this hours and hours and hours of work, right? Yep. We paid you $3,500. And you wasted out of like, let's say 40 hour week. It's probably not. They probably don't work that much as no, much. Right. I think that, I think but, they get paid and then they have to work like several hours. Like maybe they pull 12s for a couple of weeks and then they're off for like, these guys forever, don't ever pull you know a 12 I mean? hour no, I day. Think, I think there are sometimes they have to pull long hours. I think there is some days they have to pull long hours. These guys say, are 25 hours a week. I, I, I don't think they work very hard, Tom. <laughs> like I am a cynic on this so bad. Like these guys are I could do this job standing yeah, on my fucking. I could do this, this job part time. I could do, do at home. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, though, super great that this happened. But they they did a procedural move at the end where somebody flipped their vote so they could then call it again later. So there was a procedural thing that I'm not sure exactly. I don't know what how that works is, exactly. But someone on the Republican Party flipped their vote so they could then call it again later on. If and they so get they, more votes, so they will call it again. And I wouldn't be surprised if this eventually works. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, there's there right now. There's uh, three or four. I think it was four GOP voted against it, and so a couple of them said like one of them who I think is an, a total asshole. 
but he voted against it and said, I think he's derelict in his duty, but I don't think it's an impeachable offense. Yeah. And then a couple other people. Fine. But but again, Fine. you like, can believe, like, that's the thing is, I don't believe he's derelict in his duty. Yeah. But like, there's no honest person with integrity. Right. Who thinks that this is. This is all performative. Right. It's yeah. all performative. And it's all Marjorie Taylor Greene's. She's the one who actually was the one who sort of really pushed for this. Well, she desperately wanted to impeach Biden, yeah. right? She just wants to impeach someone. Yeah. She wants to flex some fucking muscle. What is, aston not astonishing, but like what needs to be noted, I think, is that the Speaker of the House has no control of the House. That's crazy, right? He has no it's control crazy, of the House. It's crazy, right? And like, he barely became Speaker. The House is, I mean, how many like, because I fucking, what's his nuts who was Speaker for like McCarthy. seven minutes? McCarthy. Yeah. He took like a fucking baker's dozen votes plus to get in. Then he got fucking booted out. Then they didn't have a speaker for three weeks. Yeah. They kept trying to vote this guy and vote that guy and fucking vote everybody that you've ever met. They settled on this fucking guy. Who even knows who he was before this? Nobody. Now he's they got this guy. Purity balls before yeah, that. Right. Yeah. yeah it was just, he's just running the purity ball show. Yeah. Like, that's it. He's a fucking nobody from nowheresville. No one has ever heard of him. Now he's the Speaker of the House, but he's toothless. Yeah. He can't rally the fucking people. What... They, they have no ability to govern. We yeah. just caught, we just, like, they can't get their, they can't get an immigration bill yeah. taken they care of. They have no agenda, man. They got nothing. They have and no the agenda. they're trying to get done, they fail. Yeah. They're just, they're the most, like, worthless Congress that has ever existed. Yeah. They can't do anything. And these guys, again, they're going to stand up and say, look at the job we just did. Yeah. Please rehire yeah. me. Yeah, man. Every it's every two years you have an opportunity to really shake that place up. For fuck's man, sake, man! Somebody's got to do it. Their performance review should read does not meet expectations. Gosh, I wish they had to do like I really wish genuinely they had to do an actual performance interview <gasps> with like HR oh. in their district, and it was and it was sent to all the televisions in their district. Everybody got a chance to see their performance review. Somebody from HR Delicious. gets to look, they Delicious. get to put their glasses on and flip through a thing and be like. So you called a uh, impeachment vote for, you know, like, and then they like pull their glasses down and look, I mean, I would fucking pay. Oh. So, if that was pay-per-view, I would pay awesome. for it. Yeah. Oh. I would pay for it. Are you kidding me? I'd pay me? more money than a UFC fight for that. Fucking hey, dude. I would buy something to tape it so I could jerk off that to is, it later. I know. It's it's like, it's on the me? Spice Channel. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It would, it would it'd be like. You'd be like, go to like watch it and be like, it's paused four minutes in. Be like, don't worry about where it's paused. I'm going to watch the rest <laughs> later. <laughs> I was finished, but it wasn't finished. Yeah. We just got to the good part. <laughs> uh, for everyone who's a valedictorian, there's another hundred out there that um, they weigh 130 pounds and they've got calves the size of cantaloupes because they're hauling 75 pounds of marijuana across the desert. This story also from The Hill. Democratic senators call on the DEA to deschedule marijuana entirely. I didn't realize until I read this, there's a difference between decriminalize and deschedule. And so that was an interesting distinction there. Deschedule, some people are saying that descheduling is in fact a way for more people to do better on their taxes that are doing this, which is a really interesting argument that some people have. They say that descheduling because a lot of people who own these these dispensaries are white and they're saying that they're this is a sort of a, a, a bill for rich people. Yeah, I, I had thought, because the, the, the DEA is moving to change the schedule from a schedule one drug, which is like the most worstest drugs, right? Like yeah, in the yeah, DEA's, yeah. Yeah, sure. the DEA's opinion yeah. to a schedule three drug. 
And they basically admitted like, all right, marijuana in no way meets the criteria for schedule one it's drug. It's crazy that it was. Yeah, it, it never did. Crazy that it, it was. never did. Like if you write down any objective yeah, things man. about what should it's be. nuts they, that it was. You know, it just, it's nonsense, right? So they're trying to say, okay, we're going to move it from schedule one to schedule three. And the Democrats are like, take it off the fucking schedule entirely. Yeah. Just, just fucking stop. Like, what do we have this system where half the states you can smoke weed? Yeah. And half the states you go to jail, Terrible. maybe. And like, if there's some kind of interstate issue, you go to federal prison yeah. for fucking weed, which makes no sense. And nobody really wants this. Nobody wants this. Well, I think there are some people in the country that are staunch, like staunchly against cannabis. Sure. Uh, I think that there's several, there's clearly several states that are staunchly against cannabis. But I hope before Biden's re-election, mm -hmm. I hope during the summer this year, he just decriminalizes it. Man, because he, he, he did campaign on that. Yeah. And so I'd like to see him do it before he leaves office. Does he have the authority at office. the executive level to do that? I think he does, actually. I think he may. Man, that would be fucking great. Because it's think such he may. nonsense. Well, now, and-, and You know how, and, Noah, how happy Noah would be? <laughs> I know, right? You could go to like, I, he doesn't have to stay in like the six states, the 12 states. <laughs> it's actually a lot more now. It's a lot more than it's, it's about legal. half. It's, it's about, about half, half now. Yeah. But I, you know, one of the things that I think you could see then too, if he does it, if he does it too early- People forget, yeah. right? I know that there's a lot, kind of always going to be a, a flurry of political actions before the, right election, before the election, yeah. within like four or five months of the election because they want to show that they did something. You campaign on so those commercials. You yeah. campaign on it. So if he does it in the summer or at the beginning of the summer, it also gives you an opportunity to see during the summer session if the people on the right We'll try to pass some crazy law or something making it illegal again. You know what I mean? Like, because there's a possibility. Yeah. Well, the states can make it illegal in their state. Well, right? Yeah, but but Congress could also make it illegal again on a federal level. If oh, right. He, if he, but then Biden would probably veto it. Well, he would veto it, but yeah. they would, but that, but performatively, yes, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. make a yeah. law to say True. if you elect a guy and we flip the Senate, we will then make it illegal again. Right. But I think that's a huge loser. Oh, it's a it's massive a, it's loser. It's definitely a loser amongst Gen Z, I imagine. Oh, um, huge loser. Because I, I can't imagine that's going to that's gonna win a ton of people over. I know a lot of people aren't, aren't interested in... Dude, even my dad. My dad is like a pretty like... My dad was born in 1947. I've seen my dad have like three drinks in his life. Much less like pot or anything like that. And even my dad the other day was like, yeah, I'm kind of curious to try it maybe. Cause it's a, he's just he's just like I says no real harm in it. I just grew up thinking it was like yeah a thing, but it's sure. not, you know he says it seems pretty clear to me that it's not really a thing. Wow. And I was like, would you actually try to? No, I wouldn't actually do it. But I'm kind of curious. <laughs> He'll never do it. Sure, because like he was born in 1947, and he's got all these years of yeah. like he's got those just, reefer madness it, it's, years. It's just locked in. It's the reefer madness it's years. Just man. locked in. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but my was, dad was like that too. Yeah. He used to call it the reefers. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even I kidding. My dad used to the call reefers. it the reefers. You're smoking the He's reefers, like, boy. Are you smoking the reefers? Do you need to say, I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? I love when people put the definite article in front of stuff it's like the best. that. It's genuinely. I love the best, it. Yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great. The, I got the shit what about ground the out pot? of me. And you're like, no, I got the shit ground out of me because I was smoking the reefers and he caught me <laughs> when I was a young man. I got the shit ground out of me, man. Uh -oh. He was super upset. Not he was, a happy he guy. He was super upset. He was very, 
very, very upset about it. Dude, when I- My older up, brother ratted me out too. He did? Yeah, my older brother ratted me out. Motherfucker! Told my, told my dad, I was a little fucker. That so, sucks. Yeah, so I I had, I uh, as, soon as, he, as soon as he found out, my dad was like, you can't see these people anymore. You can't talk to these people oh, anymore. Oh no! Like, it, was a, it was a whole thing. It was, like, my dad was fucking smashed down on your so life. so mad. He was so mad. But my dad- also hilariously was a alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, right, like that's worse. That's objectively worse. So my dad would be like, you know, my dad was like a, an alcoholic and yeah. then like he would drink all the, like, when he when he drank and got drunk, he was just the, the worst drunk, but he would drink and get drunk a lot. And so you're just like, you're, you're doing all this to you. Right. You know, it's the, I learned it from watching you, you dad. dad. <laughs> yeah. so I learned about the reefers from Dude, watching my dad. In the 90s, like when like I came of age, like for me, I was like a dare kid. Like I was, and I was like pretty, I was a pretty straight shooter as a kid. Yeah, yeah. And like, that was drugs, man. Yeah. Like in my brain, like that was like drugs, like actual, in my brain now, it's sort of like, it's drugs. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> it's like, it's, it's drugs. It's not like drugs, you know, but like when I was a kid, I might, and like, I was such like kind of a straight laced kid that like my buddy Rick and his girlfriend, like, and we hung out all the time, like, for a few years, like, every, like, every day. And, like, the three of us were inseparable. And, I, and, like, one day, like, I caught him, like, caught him. But I saw him smoking weed, and I was blown away. And he's like, dude, we smoke weed all the time. <laughs> we just never told you. And he just didn't tell me because he thought I would be, like, we never told weird you, about bro. it. He's like, he's like, I just didn't think you would yeah. approve is what oh, he said. And wow. I'm like, I'm the same age. Like, I don't approve <laughs> or disapprove. I'm also a fucking teenager. Uh, like, I don't. Like what? That's but he just felt like a little weird about it. That's so they would amazing. like sneak off oh, so away good. from their best friend so and go good. smoke weed. And they like, and I never caught so up. Good. I was a fucking idiot. Oh man. So once we cross that border, we're on our own. See, so from the Huffington Post, in a huge reversal, GOP poised to kill the border Ukraine package that it <laughs> demanded. They can't find their ass two dude. Hands, dude. Inco genuinely. They can't. They Incompetent. Can't. They can't. Incompetent. They can't. And, they, and this is the thing, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the things that they're trying to do at the border. Absolutely. Uh, but I think the there has been enough talk about this in the media to make it so everybody is convinced now that that there's this crazy border crisis and it's it's the worst. Right. And it's it's they're coming for you. They're pouring, you know, a million people a day are pouring over this tiny little patch of ground in Eagle Ridge or whatever. And so people are convinced of it. And so this, this plays well with both constituencies right now. Right. So not only does it play well with a lot of Democrats, it plays well with almost all the Republicans, but we're at a place where we won't do something if it helps the other side. We just won't do it. Well, and I think from what I've read and, and what I believe, you know, Trump has been a large influence on the killing of this border. That's very deal. true, yeah. <clears throat> and there's really two good reasons why. If this, if, the, if if Trump can destroy this bill and hold off on allowing Ukraine to be funded, if Trump gets to campaign on, I would have controlled Putin and under Biden's administration, Ukraine was lost to Putin or the war was lost sure, to yeah, Russia. Yeah, yeah. Under a stronger president, under a more powerful me, this never would have happened in the first place. And he spent billions of your dollars and lost anyway. It's a great message to campaign on. It's a message written in fucking blood. Absolutely written in blood and atrocity. And it's lies. But it's a message he wants. So, so it's in Trump's best interests 
right now to let Ukraine fall to the Russians. One, because he's, I think, definitely in bed with the goddamn Russians, right? But two, it just plays to his message, which counterintuitively is, I'm the only guy who can control Russia, yeah. even as I give them everything they want. Right, right. And at the same time, Trump doesn't want Biden to secure the border. If Biden secures the border, that works against Trump. He can't campaign on the Democrats' open border policy. So there's no way Trump can let this happen. He cannot let this bill go through. It would hurt his political chances. So Trump's come in and basically told all of his fucking lapdogs in the House, of which there are many, to scuttle this bill. Yeah. And even though this was a GOP-led bill, they scuttled their own bill. Yeah. So they could get their fucking monkey in charge. Yeah, and they, and they asked Mike Johnson about it, and Mike Johnson said, no, no, no. And then we talked about it, I think, last week on the show, where they said, no, no. It's not Trump, but I did talk to him extensively about it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. wasn't Trump, but he definitely told me what to do. Uh, so th there is a, an element of that, but there's also just this, what comes out more is the indecision of the GOP, yeah, man. right? Where, just just tell me where you want to eat, right? Yeah, right. Just, I, like, you're the one who's, you're the one who gets sick. You're driving, right? You're right. driving. So- just if you want to pull over anywhere, I'm good anywhere. Just right. just do it. And they don't do anything. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're so panicked yeah. with any kind of power. They're so bad at being in charge because for them, the most important thing is to stall everything. Yeah, to say no. To say no. Yeah. So it's like, what are you guys about? Well, we're not about anything. Yeah. All we do is say no. We say no so much, we said no to ourselves. Yeah. We, we were, yeah. Like, like, are yeah. you kidding me? Like, yeah. I turned myself down. Yeah. I don't even jerk off. Wait, I, like, I spit in my own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but it also speaks to, we talked about this before, there's two GOPs. Yeah. And this, the party is splitting. Yeah. This schism is actually happening. You've got the MAGA right, and then you've got the sort of like, more traditional, yeah. right? I don't know what else you would call it. Yeah, there point. definitely not is a more traditional. And there are traditionalists who are who are joining in and saying, what the fuck, we should yeah, do this. What is happening? This is the time to do yeah, it. They're, they're calling out the incompetency of this leadership, but they're not getting, they can't get through what it. I don't understand is, they're the ones who made this bill. So if they made this bill, maybe Biden gets to talk about how great he is on the border or whatever. I mean, to me, that's down, that's actually a negative. Right. But- for some people, it's a positive. But can't you go back to your people? Because they do it when they when they get voted down for these stimulus packages and they yeah. vote down the stimulus packages. They still go back to their constituents and, hand and big talk, checks, about, yeah. talk about how great they are. Yeah. And then somebody will call them out and say, well, you didn't vote for it. But, but yeah, but you got it, you yeah. know? So in this sense, I part of me wonders, you know, why don't, go, why don't you just go for it? Because you're going to, either lie about it or whatever anyway afterwards. And it's getting you the thing you want. Yeah, like maybe I, you don't even want it. I right. think maybe the, I think maybe you're the key here is they don't even want it. They don't even want that to happen yeah, well, because I, if they yeah. do, it's the same thing. They caught the car. They right. finally caught the car with their mouth and they're like, well, Oh, well it's fixed. Well, I don't have anything else to campaign yeah. on it. Yeah. I think that that's very much true. And I really do think that, Trump has applied a lot of pressure. Yeah. And what happens when you vote against what Trump wants is if when he's in power and control, he ruins your career. Yeah. The only people who ever speak out about him are people who are retiring. Yeah. Those are the only people, yeah. the people who are right. stepping down. Yeah. Mitt Romney was able to speak, you know, and like uh, McCain was able yeah. to speak. And, and, and then and one Cheney of these guys, one of these guys who just voted against the, the, uh, the impeachment of Mayorkas. Yeah. He, he just spoke out too against Trump, but 
there was only the only people and and Kevin McCarthy also spoke out about him after he yeah, told he's already because he's because he's quitting yeah he's like fuck you I'm quitting by the way while I'm quitting yeah all of a sudden you, I got everybody. integrity yeah fuck you everybody and you. And and really, genuinely, that's the worst time to speak yes. out about him because yes. you're powerless. You're a lame now. duck. Now you're powerless. Yeah, it's it, the Republicans find their integrity all of a sudden when they're walking out the door. Yep. And you're just like, all right, that's awesome. Yep. Thanks for that, you fucking yep. dick. I will say the like, and I hate saying this. To his credit, Romney was a critic of Trump, hardcore from day one, was, and never stopped. He was. He was never that's stopped. Not, that's not. A, that's not a lie. That was not before. It was not just a retirement. It was. Thing. It was. Ne- it wasn't just a my last year. I'll be right. I'll, no. It was yep. always through his career. Yep. Speech. 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 The family continued to chant speech, speech, speech for no one in particular. This story is from The Independent. Marjorie Taylor Greene mocked for struggling to pronounce indictable or to read a long number. Cecil, this audio, do you want to play the audio? Yeah, might as well. Might as well so people can hear it. Let's play it so it can be fair to the story. Yeah. As fair to the story as we want to be here. So let me pause it and I will. Uh, Stories in quotes. Story. It's it's not really a story. Um, We're going to play it though. Because I listened to this, I didn't. I must have missed it. I didn't. She hear does the say indictable. I didn't hear the number. I didn't so. hear the number. This historical evidence is overwhelming that the founding fathers intended impeachment to be used to deal with the commission of indictable crimes and the abuse of power, corruption, and injury to the nation caused by public officials, among others. Okay, so they. She only says the one thing there. Yeah, it's indictable instead of indictable. You know. We know she's not super bright. Yeah. Like, you know that. Everybody knows that. But this story is such a non-story. It's her mispronouncing something, which maybe she doesn't even know what that word means. There's a good possibility. That she's I'm reading not, I'm not yeah. saying that she knows what that word means, right. right? I'm not saying that. But I am saying, like, why put this in the Independent and then link to a bunch of Twitter quotes from people who yeah. were making fun of her blunder? Like, what it, what is that? Do? What What's the purpose of that? I, yeah, this, and you know, Here's the other thing about this, that when you watch the video, just leaps out to me, is that, and this is really mean. This is really fucking mean and unnecessary. And I I despise Marjorie Taylor Greene, but she is not a strong reader. And it's evident because as she's reading, she's moving her finger sure. along the page. I do that when I, when I read too. Yeah. And so, like, she probably is doing that to keep her place and to keep herself on track. And, like, she probably knows the word indictable and indict. But she probably is just not a strong reader. And that's not got anything to do with her intelligence. Yeah. That's just a skill and a neurological sure. set that some people just, for whatever reason, struggle with. Sure. And I think it's really fucking ableist and mean Yeah, to see somebody very evidently who is not a strong reader and then mocking them for mispronouncing something. I've fucking mispronounced shit before. I am. Every person has mispronounced shit before. But to mock somebody who is reading and is very evidently struggling with that task is a dick move. Yeah. I I said it many times on this show that I have to read my citation needed essays multiple times before I read them aloud. Right. Because if I don't, I will often mess, I will mess up. I'll, I'll, I'll read and I'll put words that don't belong in there and I, I'm bad at it. 
if I can, if I can understand the story well enough in my head, sometimes I can even just riff off what's on the page. Sure. Yeah. I sometimes do that where <clears throat> I, I lose my place and I'm not going to try to follow the sentence structure. I'm just going to sort of remember this part of the story. Right. And so that happens to me because I'm a, I'm a poor reader. I'm not good at it. And I would be nervous up there and doing the same thing she's doing too. I, yeah. I totally agree. I think, I think it's a, it's a dick move, but then to stoop one level lower than journalism yeah. to say, not only are we going to make fun of her, we're going to find people on Twitter yep. who made fun of her so we can report their tweets to you. Yeah. So we can have a word count. I, I don't understand. Like, it's not interesting. Like she didn't say anything that was, I mean, she's a bad person. Yes. She does bad things. Yeah. There's plenty of things to write about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Let that be its own indictment. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel bad about laughing at it now, Tom. I feel bad now. You can't keep getting away with it. You can't keep getting away with it. He won't. I just put this in so he could be depressed, Tom. Fucking hell, man. Uh, this story comes from the AP. Controversial podcast host Joe Rogan signs a new deal with Spotify for up to a reported $250 million. What I think is also important in this article is they talk to Joe. There's a quote here and it says, there's no script on what we're going to talk about. And it just sort of happens in real time. It's just the actual organic conversation with people enjoying themselves, which is something we can all relate to and something we all love to do. Uh, and so what I, what I hate about that is that the things that you're talking about, yep. they demand research, right? They demand you to come armed with sources. You're battling these quote unquote woke ideas all the time. Come with some sources. Yeah. Come with sources and not be so easily duped in the middle of your own show, right? You make more money than most people who are held far more accountable, right? Those people who make less money than you are held far more accountable than you are and have far less reach than you do. And somehow you got renewed for this massive contract. The thing that Joe always shirks is the responsibility that is concomitant with audience. He has an enormous audience. He has something like a hundred million listeners sure. or some crazy shit. When you, I don't care if you ever wanted that or not. If you continue to reach into an audience of that size, you have a responsibility to that audience. And he does absolutely nothing yeah. to earn that responsibility yeah. and to like meet that responsibility. In fact, he does the opposite. He shirks that responsibility, pretends it doesn't exist, becomes a just asking questions guy, and he, he gives the same gravitas to listening to some UFC fighter as he does to a fucking flat earther as he does to Neil deGrasse Tyson. And that's wrong. That's mistaken. That's not like he might just, well, I'm just a just asking questions guy, but it's like, yeah, but who are you asking those questions to? Yeah. Are you qualified to ask good questions? You're not. And you're not respecting the, the, the responsibility that comes with audience. And it makes me crazy because he's spreading this. He's allowing the spread of really poisonous, toxic, bad misinformation. He like had those like America's frontline doctors, anti-vax nuts on his show a number of times for like three and a half hours. 
to spew their bullshit and their misinformation and never and call him on it. Self-aggrandizement, never personal profit. And he doesn't know how to call him on it. Yeah. He doesn't even know that he's supposed to. He's unqualified for this work. It's it's a hundred million, two hundred million ears, yeah. right? That are getting this message. And you need to, in some ways, make sure that the things you're saying are true. Yeah. You can't, and if and if somebody says something untrue, it's on you to try to push back a little. Yeah. To try to be like, hey, that was the I mean, perfect example with us. We, we had Eli Bosnick on years ago. Years and years ago. And yep. he came on and said things that he found in a in a source that was not so good. Yeah. And then we had to come out in the next week and eat shit. Yep. And we did. Yep. Because that's what you do. Yep. Yeah, you say, I'm sorry. You say, I'm sorry. We, 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 we let somebody know. on the show we who, were misled. who didn't we were know what wrong. he was talking about. These and then Eli went out and said, I made a mistake. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Everybody owned it. Yeah. Like, because that's what integrity is, yeah. right? Integrity is being like, hey, I made a mistake. And the second part of integrity is not making the same mistake twice. Yeah. yeah. Right? It would be, if we had done that, and then immediately afterwards had somebody on who showed up and we had done no, no research ahead of time and they showed up with, you know, bullshit sources and we were like, well, we just let that back on the air, then fucking shame on us. And that's the problem with Joe is it's not like this has only happened once or twice. Yeah. He's been caught out a number of times and he doesn't give a shit. Well, and he does not give a and shit. And the show that he does requires you to be someone who's engaged in the conversation and is the check valve for the audience because you're letting people come on and talk about their ideas. Yeah. That's what your show is. Your show isn't just here's my thoughts on this. It might be sometimes, yeah. but there's way more often it's, I'm going to talk to some dude for three hours or I'm going to talk to some lady for three hours. I'm going to talk to these this group of people for three hours. Right. So he's having these long conversations with people and those conversations, he's got to be the mediator. Yep. He's got to be the one that is is the one that's, that's stopping these. He's the goalie, right? Yep. He's got to stop yep. some of these bad things uh, ideas from hitting the audience and he doesn't care. He's standing next yeah. to the goal, yeah. smoking a blunt. Smoke, yeah. Uh-huh. There's a great clip of Joe Rogan and Bill Burr, the comedian. And like, I know Bill Burr is problematic. I don't care for this, for this, for this example, I set that yeah, aside. That sure. doesn't matter because like Bill Burr is like, at one point, Joe is like, tries to like go to him into talking about like uh COVID shit, like vaccine shit. And Bill Burr is like, Man, what are you talking about? We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We aren't qualified. He like rails him. He's like, yeah, get out of here. We're a couple of knuckleheads. This isn't for us. What do you know about anything? Yeah. And he just like shuts it down. And Joe just starts laughing. He's like, nah, you're right. Because he knows. Because he knows. That's the thing. Is he like knows. He fucking knows. Yeah. Where's our $250 million deal though? Jesus. Dude, I would, I would sell out so hard for less than that. I just want anyone in the audience to know. <laughs> Guys, if you think what would it take to buy Tom's soul, uh, it's not two hundred fifty million. million. If you think I'm not sure I have the money, try me. Maybe try maybe. me. And hey, you know what? <laughs> Start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised Go how fun, cheap Tom. my integrity is. That's terrible. It's not that cheap. Uh, it yeah. is though. <laughs> not that cheap. <laughs> well, that is a very impressive watch. Is that a Rolex? Mine's a Casio. Uh, this story is from Media Matters. Fox News' Jesse Waters cites debunked claims to argue that climate scientists fabricated U.S. temperature data. You know, the temperature data that this, there's a tweet in here, and the tweet is, it says, 
documents. This is a, a debunked garbage thing. So uh, if this somehow winds up on YouTube, YouTube, I want to make sure we mention we think climate change is real. Climate change is real. It's man-made and it's dangerous. And I'm going to quote somebody now that I think is wholly wrong about what they're talking about, okay? So quote from Climate Craze, at Climate Craze on Twitter, documents clearly show that 96% of the United States temperature reporting stations are improperly located where many produce unrealistic warming through the urban heat island effect. The solution is simple, either move the cities or move the thermometers. So they're basically saying that you're putting, that's an end quote now, their, their argument is that they're improperly putting thermometers out and we're getting high, high readings yep. from places with lots of asphalt that have right. these high Radiant readings. Heat. And what this doesn't understand is a couple of things. One, it doesn't understand that there is uh, that when you're looking at climate data, you take that thermometer and then you take that thermometer for years and years and years and years. So it's not that you're just looking at something and saying, wow, it's really hot today. You're looking at it for years and years. And they're not saying it's really hot in the middle of the city. No. They're right. saying, look at how much the temperature has climbed over the years. Right. That's what they're saying. And they also... Somebody tried to make a paper about this and it was it's never been peer reviewed cuz no one would yeah. everyone thinks it's garbage. Some guy who calls himself at climate craze on Twitter is not a reputable resource, yeah. right? So you take what he said and you put it in a bucket called I shouldn't even read this. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know you're right. No, wrong. Shame on you for reading you're that. Not wrong. Because that's not where you go to get information. Yeah. So you put that in a bucket called I have to ignore that. Yeah. That's garbage. You're not My wrong. eyes did the wrong yeah. thing when they saw that. I made and a you mistake. slap yourself in the eye. Made a huge mistake. Yeah, he actually, then, yeah, they the, offended you. So right. maybe you pull them out. Pull them out. Know. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there you go. First of all, it's it's nonsense from an idiot on Twitter. You shouldn't have even seen it. Shame on you. Then you go to this paper that's being referenced. Well, the paper was never peer reviewed. It failed the peer review process. It was never published. It's a repudiated garbage paper. So, okay, so now there's no evidence of that. And then you use your brain for 10 seconds and you think, yeah, but when they talk about climate change, they're talking about global climate change. And they're talking about taking readings all over the actual yeah, yeah. world. The world. When they talk about climate change, they're talking about measuring the ocean temperatures. They're talking about measuring... They're not just looking at a thermometer on the side of the fucking Hancock one, building. They're like, they, they look at one thermometer right. and then they made all these... It's not like some scientist drives past the bank Even and the was, bank shows you the time and the temperature. And, they and they're like, hey, it's a little hotter out according to Heartland AUSA huh? business and loan. I'm going to type that into my calculator watch. <laughs> yeah, I got a, <laughs> I got a Casio <laughs> calculator watch that says it's toasty out. It's real hot out today. You know, I asked yeah. Alexa, actually... <laughs> And that bitch said it was hot out. <laughs> That's yeah. not how any of this is done. Well, and even, and here's the thing, even if it was, they already said that they check it over time. Right. So saying that it's, it, it's in relation to itself is the number. It's in relation right, to exactly the same right. yeah. space. It's in relation to the same. So same time of year, same space, it's getting hotter every year. Right. So that proves something. Whether or not you think that proves global climate change, you know, we can argue about that based on, like you said, all the other fucking data we have, right? right? Yes. But if we're just talking about this one thing, you've got to say it got warmer. It right? did. You know, it got warmer. So he, it's just a, it's a bad faith argument, but what's, it's insane. It gets shown on Fox. And then they 
again, we're talking about earlier, you know, they're making fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene and they're listening to a bunch of, what is it? What kind of journalism? I'm going to put this on the screen because yeah. you could see this image. What kind of journalism is Jesse Watt? Is that the guy who's the prime time? Jesse Watt? Jesse Watt is just quoting some dude. He's got a- Just random guy from Twitter. He's got a, he's got a thing on the screen that says- Fucking, there's a tweet, by the way, from someone who we don't even know who it is. Yep. Yep. Wow. Oh, my God. Some guy whose handle is at Climate Craze. It's, I'm fucking like done. If there was campus craziness. Right. You know, where you're just like, okay, we know what you're going to tweet. We know. You don't, I don't even have to look at your Twitter feed Yo, to know like, what you're going to tweet. This is, like, we can't use as evidence, some guy said once. <laughs> That's what this is. Some guy said once, some guy, I, I know a guy once who said that uh, climate change isn't real. He said, oh, if, fuck. Said if you Did anyone hear this guy's evidence? Time, <laughs> he also <laughs> peed a little. <laughs> He's got a girlfriend in Niagara Falls, this guy that I know. <laughs> God, Get the man. fuck out of here. Things have gotten just... It's, it's impossibly in, bad. It's insane how, impossibly how bad. easy it is to get to. I feel like, I almost feel like we need to just start a massive tr Twitter farm of just a bunch of random, and we could get on the news, no problem. No problem. I guarantee it. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode over the weekend on Friday, you heard an episode of Talking Ship on our feed. So Yay. if you uh, if you missed it, you can go back and listen to that episode and get a taste of what Tom's podcast and Tom's Tom and Haley's podcast is all about. And you get an opportunity uh, on those show notes that I put. You can go ahead and click and subscribe to that podcast. So go check it out. If you missed it, it came out on Friday. Uh, you can listen to it right now. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to catch you next time. Till then, we're going to leave you like we always do with the thing that got us banned from YouTube, <laughs> Skeptic's Creed. 800 episodes. <laughs> Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. 
produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.